Hello and welcome to episode seven of Prague Will Find a Way podcast. I'm Jonathan Block. And I'm Jay Valade. And uh, we hope everybody had a very lovely Thanksgiving for those out there who celebrate that holiday. And today, kind of continuing our journey through through the bands, we figured we'd spend some time talking about Genesis because they have, like so many other bands, unfortunately come to a, I'm not going to say unceremonious end, because they actually went out with a bang of sorts, as big of a bang as I guess they could have, given sure. given everything. Um, so we thought we would just kind of talk a little bit about uh, the band, kind of how we got into them, and maybe talk about the last tour and whatever um, things come up. I think we should probably say, though, we made uh, we were debating when Selling England by the Pound was released in the last episode, and we discovered that it was, in fact, released in 1973. Correct. The exact date, you know. October 13th. October 13th. So not a lot of props today. Have some uh, classic Genesis books. Uh, this is not the... This is the second Ar uh, Armando Gallo book. I, there was one before this. This is the From One Fan to Another. Um, I just picked these up in the travels, and uh, I used to have a lot more hard, <laughs> you know, Genesis albums and, the, and this and that, but I fly lean these days. So um, we want to start? Like, how did you sure. start? Do you remember where, I think, where and you know, how again, you first Genesis? Yeah, when we, when we talk about my Prague past it, yes was the first right and then so from that i kind of branched out and um started to listen to different other prog bands but i think what was happening at the time was i i think i got duke first oh, duke yes 1980 right? yeah so it, it would have been duke or and then there were three but I think it was Duke, and then I got, and then there were three. Okay, so you because I was working backwards. You know, yeah, I was working well, backwards. Obviously, you could. There was no forward to work at that point. <laughs> well, and then Phil Collins, of course, had his giant uh, face value hit, and then that kind do, of do, just do, do, put him, do, do, yeah, do, do. put them more in the public eye yeah. than, than before. So then I started to delve. You know, I was getting the albums as you know, Abba Cab, and and as right. they came out, but. Um, Duke was the first one that I bought, um, and they were a slow burn for me. I, I didn't like jump right in, and I like I liked the singles songs. Yeah. You know, I liked the you know behind the lines and you know misunderstanding and you know, or what what was the uh, turn it me? on again? Yeah, turn it on again. Follow I thought you, follow you, follow me. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but the rest of the stuff took a while for me to to warm up to. I think because it was hi, it was just a little bit um, I don't know, quieter, right? Quieter than than the yes stuff that I was l gravitating towards. Less aggressive, yes, kind of a little more symphonic, right? Well, yeah, it's sometimes right, which is why I liked behind rock. the lines and turn it on right. again better yeah. right i was like oh this, this is a little this more is what straight I like, ahead right yeah yeah um but the balance of those albums some of it was really mellow like duchess and you know right. all, all those songs so then slowly but surely i started to get into the i found out that peter gabriel was in the you know this is this is before the internet right. where you're just you know you're you're just 
finding stuff out by reading things in, right. in the music magazines yeah. or whatever. And it was and worse they... than that because there were not a lot of people around that were into Prague. Correct. So it's not like you could just go Correct. to your neighbor and say, But Genesis oh. was still doing They were doing business. very They well. were huge. And they then Phil big. Collins became yep. this megastar, which opened everybody else's eyes up to Genesis even more. Yep. And then I got, you know, I went backwards, and then I got the Peter stuff later. But um, selling England by the Pound was my my Peter Go to okay, yeah, and you know what that, an album, right? What an album that, that was it. And then I I continued to listen to Genesis through their career, but I think I kind of stopped at the We Can't Dance album. Yeah, and I never got calling all stations with a different lead singer and Ray, then, Ray Wilson. Yeah. yeah, so and and then unfortunately I never saw them live, but I you know. As we've discussed before, we I, I did just watch the last Domino um, uh, documentary, which right. was very interesting, and it was kind of a bittersweet send off for them. Um, his son but they can, sounded really good. Yeah, his son can play drums. That's he for can, sure. And then they uh, just the you know watching Phil on stage sitting in the seat, he he sounded good, but yeah. it was it's a different. A different experience, I it think. It is. It is a different experience so. for sure. And uh, yeah, I think uh, that the, his son is. I, I saw some videos with his son toured with Phil. I think Phil's last tour, and he was really good. But uh, yeah, he. I you know he definitely did his father oh, yeah. justice. And there were some points where you saw Phil turn around and just look like you know nice. You know? <laughs> Um, but yeah, he can obviously still sing, but yeah, it's just, it's a different kind of experience. I mean, I saw Genesis, not a lot, but I saw the Duke tour and then they toured for Abacab and then the three sides live tour. Those were the only tours I saw. Um, but that was the stuff I was, I mean, that's when I was in. Oh, me too. It was getting Abacab, getting three sides live, getting, you know, I just didn't have the opportunity yep. to see them, uh, you know. Yeah, and they were all good shows. Um, and they played Supper's Ready during the uh, Three Sides Live tour, which yeah. was And then I remember when the Genesis Genesis album with the blocks on the yeah. came out. I love that album, too. Yeah. Except there were a couple missteps for me on that album. But but in general, I really like that album. Yeah, it's funny. It came out the same day as 90125, so it was really funny. And I was really mad Big. at the time because Atco, Atlantic, whatever, yeah. raised the prices on like just those albums. <laughs> I went to the record store. Everything was like eight ninety nine, and that right. was like nine ninety nine. I'm like, why is that more expensive? <laughs> it's like they're starting... They're they're squeezing, man. They're squeezing. But yeah, big day for Prague. It was. Yeah. I don't for the know. resurgence. Yeah, for the resurgence. Yeah, that <laughs> album was pretty good. That was the the you can't use I hate to use the word sellout because you could say they sold out way before that, you right. know? It was more consistently uh radio friendly. Right. Yeah. But there were some just some really, really good straight ahead uh like I I love that song, uh Just a Job to Do, you know, it's like yeah. cause it just sounds like a it's like the three of them and it's just very like, you know, just upbeat, but to your point, like it's not it's it's a lot more in your face. Um yeah. in the instrumentation once they uh, you know, kind of ditched I guess the old school, the old school since I heard Genesis and 
bits and snatches through the years. It's funny, like, you know, when we grew up, you know, you watch a lot of TV, right? So, yeah. you know, you, yeah, it's not, you know, you can only watch this much TV or this or that. But in my house, like, yes, they did that. But for some reason, we had a lot of radios around, like portable radios and that. Yeah. And no, you know, my parents could care less. I could, I could sit around and listen <laughs> to the radio all day and I never heard anything about it. Right. So I always had a radio from four or five because like i said oh, okay. we always had these little transistor radios like there were this or my brothers must not have been in and then i don't know my father must have gotten them somewhere because they always came home or tape recorders just stuff like this so i was listening i was like four or five listening to fm radio so i would hear oh. whatever was being played at the time yeah. but genesis was not you know, when I think back to like the things we were talking about in the other episode of the 50th anniversary, like, yes. And so I remember hearing roundabout, you know, when it came out in the single version, that's probably the first yes thing I heard. And ELP, I'm sure I heard Lucky Man, but there wasn't a lot of, e you know, then it was from the beginning. It was not the prog, even in FM, right? In, in right. FM, it right. wasn't. And for, for Genesis, it was the first thing I probably ever heard was um i know what i like i'm thinking that oh. was probably you know i know what i like yeah. i remember hearing because the song that made me kind of be like oh was lamb lamb lies down oh, okay. that intro that yeah. keyboardy intro i remember hearing that and then that once once gabriel was gone they would get played a lot like even even trick of the tail i remember hearing i remember hearing three or four of those songs but i wasn't into them the way i was into like I got into from a from a prog perspective, I got into like ELP heavy first and and um, Jethro Tull and Crimson. That was like it. And and I got into Genesis later. The Genesis album that kind of really made me go, oh, yeah, I like this band was seconds out. My brother got seconds okay. out. And because that was like a greatest hits, but it was. It you know and and I had not heard other than those those tunes on yep. the radio yep. I hadn't heard a lot of them and like you said there wasn't a lot of information out and certainly at that age I didn't know oh yes Peter Gabriel was in the band and he <laughs> left in 1974 and then or five and then Phil Collins took over right. it was like oh is it the same guy singing oh whatever it sounds good you know yeah. and so I really liked it and then I got Wind and Wuthering and it was the winter and like that is such a winter album and it was yeah. like it just just fit the thing and then and then i got that the successive albums but even in those times i was like oh they're kind of like you know your own special way and then it was follow you follow me yeah. and then to your point you know like duke i remember when duke came out it was like oh and it was that sound from that era whether it was tormato or the wall or that it was all this kind of cold <laughs> they, they yeah. just had this cold quality to it I love Duke, you know, and even yeah. like I got into misunderstanding, like I'd never looked at it like, like, oh, that's a poppy song or that's a this. It right. wasn't until the Shapes album where I was like, oh, okay, they're getting even uh, Abacab with, you know, Who Done It and, and this other stuff. But it was balanced <laughs> by like me and Sarah Jane, you know, which was yes. an amazing tune or the Dodo Lurker Suite, the whole thing. So, it's, yeah, it's kind of funny because they, they do straddle the fence a lot. And particularly when Phil Collins became this mega, mega star. People, but Mike Rutherford's actually the person to blame because he, well, Your Own Special Way was a Michael Rutherford song, and that's <laughs> yeah. the first. But it's funny, it's not really, because then if you go back, even to oh, all, the early yeah. albums, like on Nursery Crime, you know, more, uh, well, no, um, Harlequin, and then like, you know, More Fool Me. Uh, yeah. 
selling about pile. They always have these quieter ballady type ripples. Ripples, yeah, <laughs> you know, fantastic but, but an song, amazing, though. amazing song. Um, but it's funny. It seems like those earlier songs, like if you had Ripple, Ripple is like this slow build song. It's very proggy. Oh, well, you got it, that Steve it, Hackett guitar yeah, in yeah, there the and thing. the strings and the back, and, you know, the keyboard, the yeah. the Mellotron and the everything swelling in the background. Yeah. yeah, it's just a different sound. Yeah, if they did a truncated three-minute <laughs> version of that, it would have ended up on, like, the later album, and right. it would have been this nice ballad kind of song that they did. Right. But I kind of, I you know, I remember We Can't Dance, but I didn't really listen to it. I bought a single, and I thought the best song that they released from that era was on it, so I never got the album um, uh, On the Shoreline. I don't know if you've ever okay, heard that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what an amazing freaking song. And it's funny, I recently read a, a thing with uh, Tony Banks, and, and he was saying something about, they were talking about some of the songs that made on that album, and he's like, and yeah, like, you know. On the shoreline is probably one of the best things we ever did, but for some reason we didn't put it on. I'm like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even know some. I mean, there's there's a lot of kind of poppy songs on that. I just just never paid attention. I mean, yeah. at least they didn't come back and try to do another studio album. Beyond the, I mean, when the, I, I there's actually a few really cool songs on um uh the what's the I can't dance or no the one after that the um calling all stations calling all stations yeah like uh, alien shores is a great song and shipwrecked i think it's a great tune too i thought there were some good tunes i i think that truthfully i n- never yeah, never I listened just, to it it you know there was i'm not going to call it perverse but there was something about you know bands like okay you get somebody and let's see what you can do right yes. and they, they they never really gave it a go i can't blame them it's like right. you're used to being at, at one level and then do you really want to go through it again? And they were like, no, I, I don't know. It sounds like Mike Rutherford would have. T- it sounds like it was a Tony Banks. Like, yeah, it's just not. But going. they've also had their own. I mean, not as much Tony from a pop standpoint, but right. Mike and the Mechanics yep. and, and Phil's solo career. Well, were, I mean, no, none of them, of them can. Them. Yeah. I mean, right? Tony's has kind of always been the odd. Odd well, one well and then he did more orchestral stuff. Right, he's been and on did, a lot of did some, orchestral did stuff. solo albums yeah. that were, uh, you know, he had that one that had still, I guess it was called. With yeah, he, Fish was on it. Yeah, and... he went through. Uh, he he went through. You know, Bank Statement. There's a whole bunch oh, of different yeah. albums yeah, 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 where yeah, he was yeah. trying to be popular, and he's very kind of. You know, <laughs> one thing I've always loved about him, and he's just very, you know, he he's he's self-effacing as it. He's like, yeah, you know, it was kind of of its time, but I'm very happy doing orchestral music yeah. now, and and uh, you know, he's he, his name's on everything, but he's doing fine. <laughs> Yes, I think I think you are correct. I'm not correct. concerned about Tony Banks not having a successful uh, solo career from a financial perspective because he's making yeah, very yeah. nice money on the Genesis. Do they sell their catalog? I, I believe they did I, as well. I, I, I think, think they all, they're all doing it. I think they're all doing it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's um, uh, go for it. You know, <laughs> if, if you if you can get the money, you might as well. Um, I mean, it's a. I totally understand it because. If you're, if you're a, I mean, as a parent, like you wouldn't wish that on your child that the, that to have to manage that stuff, or even, even if you oh, have right. people to that pass manage it down, it, to, to pass it down, yeah. like, oh yes, I have this, uh, you know, like think, think about Bob Dylan, you know, I have at least 50 kind of key songs that are bringing in tons of money on a daily basis. There's a lot that goes around into managing that. Right. Yeah. So it, it, it makes a lot of I sense to try to capitalize on that, but, um, 
anyways. Uh, but then over the course of time, I've gone back and I, you know, I got those square boxes with all the CDs. Oh, right. And the DVDs. Yeah. 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 That was, that was my, I got the, and of course, who can forget 1976 tour with, uh, Bill Bruford. And that's that's where he made it, you know, the full, the full circle, circle. The of, only person that's yes, played with every and, prog band, yeah, King yes, Crimson, yes, Crimson, and and Genesis, Genesis, I mean, yeah, and UK. I mean, and UK. The only band he was missing was Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, and Bruford, <laughs> and Bruford, <laughs> yeah, Bruford, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, <laughs> Anderson, Bruford, Lake, and Palmer. Well, they could actually do that. They could. They could. Yeah. Uh, but but one of those songs is memorialized from that tour on Seconds Out Cinema Show, is okay. is the Bruford version. Oh yeah, on on, on, on Seconds, Seconds Out. Out. Yeah, everything. And else then is... wasn't on Three Sides Live was one of. Was, yeah, on Three on, Sides Live, the, the one fourth side, the fourth side in, in the, UK the UK was was three live tracks. Um, Founds of Salmasis. Uh, I don't remember it. It it watcher the skies. That's what has oh and one for the vine. So okay. uh, both of those have Daryl Sturmer and um, Chester Thompson on okay. it. But the the last track, which was um, they did an instrumental, they did, and it's the way they ended that movie too. They they did a instrumental version of it. Okay. No, I'm I'm screwing it up. I I take it back. They did the they did it. <laughs> <laughs> and they went right into an instrumental version of Watcher of the Skies. Okay. So the way that it ends, um, like uh, Tony Banks would come in with the Mellotron underneath and it yeah. would just transition into okay. into uh, a short short version of, of Watcher of the Skies. With Bruford on it? With Bruford on yeah. it, yeah. So that and then of course in the US we got the you know, uh the the paper late uh evidence of autumn, uh uh yeah. the, me and Virgil. <laughs> And Vancouver, one of those like just the random songs that are so out of place that they um, just they they just pulled them singles. all together. And well, put because them on some there. of yeah. those songs, you know, the like there were. T- it's... Was it the Spot the Pigeon EP? Yeah, or which I that... actually like. I, I even even Pigeons is a very funny song. It's a cool song. Um, Inside Out is a little overbearing. Uh, Steve Hackett talks about how like that should have made the that should have made Wind and Wuthering rather than What Gorilla, but you know. Anyways, <laughs> I like Wind and Wuthering. Very very good album. Um, <laughs> Genesis well, though is uh, one of those bands, prog bands though, well served by compilations, probably overserved and videos. There's actually a number of videos oh, yeah. now over the years, and we talked about it a few episodes ago, the Midnight Special. But yeah. if you go on all those all those movies that were on those those box sets, the Belgium TV one, the, yeah. the Shepperton, whatever. Uh, Shepherd and Hall or Farm or whatever it is, the seventy two, seventy three ones. There's a number of that up there. The Bruford, that yeah. nineteen seventy six one, little, that short that, film, yeah, right? that short it film. Was like, um, that was a cool little. Yeah, and there's there's, but there's also like you know uh, when um, uh, and then there were three. There were some live things. So that one thing I noticed a lot of Genesis and also. The show that I loved because it was that time when we were it really into Genesis and it was broadcast on the radio and during the Duke tour when they played that small they did a at the beginning of the Duke tour some part of it they did a, a tour in the UK or around London of of small places okay. and the Lyceum was one of them okay and that's like they, I they've released that on something. Um, I'll have to look. But the, the the it was a video too, and the video is out there, and it's the it's it's the Duke show. It's just great. But they because they did the Duke suite, 
they would do the Duke suite. So they would do behind the lines, Duchess guide vocal, turn it on again, and then Duke's travels and Duke's ends uh, in the in the middle of the show. It was just it was just an amazing. You know, I was fourteen or something, fifteen. Like I was so into them, and I remember it coming on the radio. Like they and I, you know, it was coming, it was coming. Set the tape deck up, and you know, play play that. Those were the days setting the tape deck up, getting it ready to go. Yeah, and trying to cut the commercials out. Yeah, (laughs) off the air. But yeah, Genesis was probably one of the first bands that I got heavily into. Like I liked the other bands, but but because there, there, it was like an album a year, and there was yeah. a consistency about them, as opposed to, like I said, I was very much into ELP, but it was like after brain salad surgery, all of a sudden, Silence. they're gone for a few years. Yeah. Then you get works, which was a lot to, to handle, you know? <laughs> There's good stuff on it, but it was a lot. Yeah. And then that was it. I mean, works too was just the odds and sods and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then love beach and it was a chore to, to to find the good stuff whereas genesis you know okay you know win and wondering oh and next year and then steve hackett's gone there's a live album and then the next year it's and then there were three and then the next year it's duke and then it's happy i mean it's yeah. year after year after year they were very consistent. and it was just like very very consistent and it was like there was that period too where like uh, yes was and 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 Jethro Tull was you know and it was like and then all of a sudden it came to the late 70s and they all start slowly falling off yeah. and they're you know or changing I guess is the better way because it's you well the can, yes thing was they had the relayer thing and then they did their solo album right. so you got those, Lost those momentum. Five. but when you think about it I mean we we're talking about the difference of like a three-year gap or two right. and a half year yeah. gap which is in, in today's record release is like a blip it's nothing it's so funny that the amount of but stuff back then it was like yeah. you could not wait till the next album came out and how much they stuffed into those few years yeah you know it's incredible it's, it's it it's unbelievable that and you couldn't keep that up right they all just started to peter out around the same time yeah. you know because they were touring Album, you touring know, album, touring although petering album. out isn't like you know, no, Genesis. I don't think I don't ever think they petered out, out. They, even, they just even, they called like, it quits, but can, they didn't like no, I they don't didn't think lose they popularity. Did. If anything, they just kept, they kept building going on up it, and up, building up. And then you got the so, like you know, Peter Gabriel. I remember, um, the I remember seeing the third, the melt, the yep. melt album, and this, I remember it vividly because i had gone out to dinner with my parents or something i was probably 12 or 13 and we went to caldors afterwards if anyone out there remembers bradley's and caldors we were in caldors and so i went and looked in the record thing and i saw that there and i was like whoa peter gabriel okay and i'm like i've heard that name before and then i think by that point i knew it was in i pulled games without frontiers yeah 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 but it's Puts kind of that right up to the register, but um, yeah. yeah. So and of course, the, he's what, had what a color beard. sticker was it? <laughs> so remember, Calder was all by the the color of the sticker. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I don't remember that. Three ninety nine, four ninety nine. This would have been a full, you the know, full, whatever full it was price. At, the, at the time, because it had, this was eighty one, so it would have just come out, yeah. and that was tough. Because you know, I told the story in the last last episode. We were talking about I was talking about cutouts. Yeah, you know, when you didn't have a lot of money. I yeah. mean, I bought a lot of eight tracks. We had my parents had an eight track player, and I, I had an eight track player. And you could get those for a dollar ninety nine at like Woolworths or Graphwad, and no one would buy them. So I would get. I mean, like I had the full the King Crimson catalog, ELP. That's how I bought. 
uh, because you could, for the price of an album, I could get three or four right. of those. Yeah. I, you weren't thinking ahead like the, with the quality that sucks. And well, like... what's kind of funny with the cutouts, it was, you know, you're looking for in 1979 or whatever, you're looking through the cutouts of albums that came out in 1976 and it's like that was so long ago right right yeah that's <laughs> a, that's true you know that's true I mean? yeah yeah it's like if i could ever find that one album like i remember looking for john anderson's elias of sunhill forever and it was only four years old or something right. at the time right but they, it was already a cutout because you know back in the, those days they, they didn't four, just keep making those albums because one pressing and that, that was it. Yeah. Well, because well, that, particularly that with the, with the book and the whole right, thing. I mean, right. it was like you know, forget it. But, but then but also they're putting out. You know, bands are putting out an album a year. John Anderson's all over the place. It's you yeah. know, he's either do, it's Elias or it's a Yes album or it's Vangelis. It's like yeah. everywhere you turn, John Anderson. <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> Seriously, right? It's just like I mean, it's it's um yeah. Well, and bringing it back to Genesis, I mean, in the eighties, you couldn't. Uh, Phil Collins was. You couldn't everywhere. get away. You couldn't get away. Yeah. I remember there's a it always sticks in my head this quote about uh, this Roger Waters quote about. Um, he, he he had this quote about uh, Phil Collins. Or this, he's the ubiquitousness. Of, I, I find the ubiquitousness of Phil Collins very annoying. <laughs> That's the quote. I always thought that was hilarious. <laughs> but it's true. He was everywhere, and of course, exemplified by Live Aid, right? You know, yeah, he was everywhere, and but then he continued being everywhere. He did. I mean, even even after the Phil Collins. I mean, did he do Tarzan or was that Elton? He John? did Tarzan. Okay, what did yeah. Elton, did Elton John do? Something? Lion King. Okay. <laughs> but jungle themes at least i got yeah, that right but no the tarzan stuff was fantastic yeah. for phil wow also yeah. was at one point a very avid collector of alamo memorabilia he was like phil, the, was? phil was like the world <laughs> i didn't even know yeah. what you're talking about <laughs> you're bringing us is that a band <laughs> <laughs> no no the real alamo out in texas no phil college was like recognized and like had this insane collection of memorabilia i don't know if he got rid of it you don't hear much about it anymore maybe he had to sell it in one of his divorces but he was well known like it was really yeah that's yeah, so funny yeah it's funny though that you're like what on earth are you talking about <laughs> looking at you with a blank stare <laughs> yeah no no yeah phil Collins was a well-known collector of alamo memorabilia there you uh, go or what what you know the historical aspect of it so yeah it's, on that note on that note um <laughs> well so it is kind of sad that they uh, you know to wrap it up the yeah. the watching the last domino thing was 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 as i said bittersweet because yeah. you know i've always liked genesis i never did get to see them but they you know they're all getting old i know you know, and they were one band. I have to tell you, when I'm looking at some of those clips and stuff, and it's like, you know, it's still complex music. They're playing large places, and they kind of had it together really quick. You know, I was like watching even some of those rehearsals. I'm like, wow, they're just, you know, yeah. and thinking about it. I mean, you know, like, I mean, Daryl Sturmer, like, you know, when's the last time they all played together? You know, and right. they're like you said, they're not getting any younger. Tony Banks is sitting there in his you know and, and they're just yeah. doing it and it's like yeah okay <laughs> you know it's for them i'm sure it's they played a lot of those songs so much but it's still it you know only one little thing needs to be out of sync and it's like uh, yeah and it's a train wreck. yeah and it's a train wreck um 
but yeah, it's uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see what Phil's son does right in in the future, um, because it's interesting generational kind of thing. Yeah, where well, it's like um, Ringo Starr's son, right, playing with the Who now for so many years, Zach Starkey. It's really right. interesting to see. But well, a lot of the rock stars kids yeah. are are doing that kind of thing. I mean, they're they're they are the following next, in the yeah, footsteps. Yeah, they are following the footsteps yeah. and maybe not in the same instruments. Right. But, you know, Steve Howe's son is yeah. drumming for a bunch of people and obviously Rick Wakeman's yeah. kids are. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, <laughs> you can't every everywhere you turn. Yeah. So it's good. And, and they play for a lot of different people. Right, yeah. I think uh Adam was Wakeman was playing for Ozzy or something. Yeah, then, yeah. It's like they're they're for going Travis. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean they're all over the place. Yeah. So, well, that Prague pedigree <laughs> runs deep, runs deep. <laughs> well, Prague will find a way if you want it to. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you in the next episode.